Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hi! And today we're talking about volume 22 of Kaguya-sama Love is War. This volume was kind of like the rice I had for dinner today. Very steamy. <laughs> uh, I thought you could say wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no, no. Sorry. I never eat wet rice. <laughs> uh, or not that wet. Or, I mean, I guess anyway. It's, it's got to be a little bit. Wet. It, it, like, it, it definitely needs needs some water. Some some water. Anyway. Moisture. <laughs> yeah, very exciting volume. Just starting off by saying that. Uh, what are your spontaneous thoughts? Spontaneous thoughts. I was actually spoiled to the most spiciest point in in this oh. manga. Uh, all these years ago, or how many years ago? Was it two? Maybe just one. Maybe it was just one, actually. It was in relation to Attack on Titan, believe it or not. And nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with Attack on Titan. Or the conversation we were having, as far as I am aware. <laughs> maybe there was some meme verbiage going on. I don't know. They posted that that page from, you know, the chapter. Uh, like, the the last page where they she says and we did it right okay uh, <laughs> and i think i had like someone a, a character's face over kaguya and miyuki or whatever but i could tell who it was oh like it's like i could tell the art style i was like oh what the freak oh you know? no like, so yeah totally spoiled dang um, so this whole time i like had known about this but i never like i never tried to dig deep into it or think about it too much gotcha um Huh. But yeah, so and, and there were no spoilers, like spoiler tags on that post. It was just someone <laughs> was so excited to have a new meme format or something oh, that they no. they posted it there. Yeah, it was. I was right. not happy. <laughs> yeah, because I know because yeah, James has told me off recording that there was there's one thing in the future of Kagusama that he hadn't spoiled on. Obviously, he never told me, which I I'm happy about. But yeah, like I I knew that it was something that James knew, but. Yeah, so well, at least we're there now. We're past it now, so there's nothing we're more past now. It. So that's right. gonna feel good. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, well, you know, definitely like taking off a bandaid kind of a thing. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, yeah, that, that that's good. That's good. And I imagine that must have that mu- that must have been a pretty new chapter when when you saw it. Like that must have been pretty fresh. Like for most fans, I imagine. Yeah. Because I think that was around around the time when this volume at least came out in Japan about a year ago. But yeah, a little bit about. Well, before we get into the characters, there was just one little thing I wanted to touch on. It's really just a little nitpick kind of thing, but in the character index at the start of this volume, they, well, we've talked before about how they, it took them a couple of volumes to update um, Hayasaka's profile to be the that she's not working for Kaguya. Uh-huh. It took them a little while to kind of get that right. And now there's a new little thing where it still says that they're in the grades that they were in before like the first and second years like uh, oh yeah like the main characters they, they should be in the second and third years you're right so they, they still haven't updated that uh just wanted to kind of mention that i guess but if there's nothing else we should get into the characters i guess sure so starting with miyuki shirugane today or as you called him in this volume dr boobs <laughs> oh god <laughs> i thought that was really funny <laughs> um well actually and actually on that well or sort of around, I think it was that chapter. He, when he was talking with Tsubasa and and Mikado, I thought it was pretty big of him to admit that he was a virgin, especially in front of Tsubasa, since he had yeah. kind of been leading Tsubasa on to believe something else, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. 
so I thought I thought well, you know it took some courage to do that, and I definitely totally respected respected him for it because when he did that, he also kind of sort of changed the tone of that scene in a way from a very just jokey, funny chapter to well, not necessarily super serious, but at at least more more kind of wholesome and kind of sweet, I guess. Yeah, you know, more down to earth, like. Guys actually sitting down and talking to each other versus, you know, <laughs> three guys speaking comedically, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, right. It, I guess it felt more real after that, Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. I, Tsubasa is a hard one for me because, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's kind of rubbed me the wrong way for a while now. <laughs> yeah. um, bo- both him and Kashiwagi, although I go back and forth in Kashiwagi, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, it's like, now we can truly be friends. I was like, I don't know if he, I don't know if anybody wants to, I, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 the way he was speaking about it, 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 just the whole thing, just was so, it felt condescending, like, even for, even for me. Like, oh. I think they felt that way, too, because they, I... they were, they were, well, they were out of experience, and they, they even, I hmm. think, kind of hinted that, at that. But, you know. At the same time, I he was under the impression that they were all, you know, I guess <laughs> had experience. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> he was naive. Uh, yeah, he was naive in that sense. But anyway, uh, yeah. So it it was good for Miyuki to swallow his pride in that sense, and I guess yeah. we've definitely seen him make a lot of uh, progress since the beginning. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Oh, and at the end of the previous volume, when Mikado was introduced, we understood that there was something, some kind of grudge that uh, Miyuki had, kind of t- mm-hmm. toward Mik- Mikado. So it was, it was nice to kind of pretty much right away just get to understand that. And I think, I think at least if I recall, like the way I was thinking about it last time, I thought they somehow actually kind of more knew each other on some level, not necessarily super well, but that they had at least interacted before. But turns out they hadn't even interacted at all before. They had only seen yeah. each other's names on the scoreboards. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, like, that was Miyuki's entire grudge, or, like, the thing that he was just hung up on, having been beaten by Mikiro that one time. And it's such a typical Miyuki thing to get hung up on. Uh, True. <laughs> True. But, yeah, but it was super sweet to see how, like, the moment they started talking, they pretty quickly became friends and yeah i, re- I like really like that yeah <laughs> i did feel like the rivalry was short-lived especially since it felt like the the cliffhanger such tease to this next volume or even the 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 coming arc you know yeah, right that there'd be something big with it but it, it seems like it's kind of been brushed off like oh it's basically nothing that they have mutual respect for one another right um, yeah like they seem to have become actual friends even well, oh, well, yeah, they they are. I I I think. Yeah, um, right. At this point, uh huh. I mean, you know, as far as uh, acquaintances goes, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, they haven't known each other for long, but still, yeah, it right. seems. But it I, seems I I'd to say be they're friends. Well. Right. But I wonder if there's going to be more to that rivalry in in the future. Not so mm. much the the academic part of it, but maybe maybe Mikado is actually going to pay play a role. Of a rival of some sorts, um, for Miyuki, um, in this final arc, in in some way, because to me, adding him to the story just for this one 
gag and then having a, another guy friend, which is not bad, but I don't know. It seems kind of short-lived. And obviously he, he has more, but... Right. There uh, definitely seems to be more under the surface that it was just hinted at slightly here. I just feel like the Miyuki rivalry part, hmm. See, if, if it is not touched again, it seemed to, like maybe it was not touched enough, in my opinion. Like, okay. For how I, much hmm. for how much it was hyped up. Fair, fair. I I don't think I feel the same way, but I can, I can definitely see that. And I yeah, I don't blame you for feeling that way about that. But Miyuki wants to well, he wants to help Kaguya in her battle against her family as much as he mm-hmm. possibly can before he leaves for Stanford. And he plans on doing that by asking for help uh from people that he has helped in the past. And that that's another one, like one of those just typical Miyuki things. And I I, <laughs> yeah. I love that side. I mean, we talked about it before. It's such a it's a great side that he has. Um Absolutely. I'm just curious to see what he's gonna come up with. Like what kind of plan he's gonna come up with about this. Because it like just getting allies is not gonna be enough, I think. He needs to have a really bad or bad why did i say bad he needs to have a really good strategy uh, <laughs> um, bad is in the good meaning right. a, bad a badass strategy <laughs> uh yeah no but uh, uh and, and, and on, like on that both miyuki and nagisa also in one of the chapters both of them mentioned well they, or they made the point that kids can't really do much in the adult world kind of and so I, I well I I expect that kind of theme quote unquote to be elaborated on further I think in the future books, mm. but it does well since it is has been brought up and since it's been mentioned by both of those characters in this volume, it's gonna take something really clever I think for them to be able to stand a chance I guess against the adults. Absolutely, yeah. I have no idea what or how they're <laughs> gonna go about it. But... That's the thing. Like... <laughs> After that point, after that chapter, it never really got back into the, into you know what Miyuki's gonna do. We there was a bit of talk about the future conflict and and the families and whatnot, but not what Miyuki was going potentially uh, or what he was planning on doing. Right. So I, I, this could be like one of those slow burns kind of a thing where over time we see a little bit a little bit of. Miyuki's plan being formulated or maybe we see him later on he's like I have no idea what to do <laughs> <laughs> right uh, yeah well yeah right because like the, la- the latter half of this volume will focus on something completely different so mm-hmm. but yeah like I-, I definitely expect it to be brought back up again I mean it has to be <laughs> like, I kind of feel like the oh, whole absolutely. the whole the whole thing with Kaguya trying to kind of basically become free from her family essentially mm-hmm. on some on, like, in some way like that that seems like it's going to be like the main climax of the entire story kind of I, mm. I i think yeah but miyuki says in this volume that he wants to become a person who can bring about world peace that's a pretty idealistic dream but a, a very <laughs> admirable one and, and honestly if anyone could do it i think miyuki could do it you know if 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 anyone if anyone could it would be him he has the, the the right kind of drive and personality, I think, to do that. Obviously, I I don't necessarily think he will, but if it were if it were possible, then he he would be like one of the first people to be able to do that. I think. Yeah, I think it's a a nice goal to have, if not a little general. Like it's like it's pretty broad. That's true, <laughs> and it's massive. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I like the moment that it leads to. You know. Mm. You know. I I imagine the world that that you would rule would be a one that uh, is peaceful. So I, I like that moment between him and Kaguya. Right. Yeah. I love that too. It like really. I like because Kaguya said like, oh, we have completely opposite dreams, but. Or like we want to become completely completely opposite people, but how Miyuki added to that, like no, like it still kind of works. That was that was beautiful. I thought it was also really sweet to see just how excited he was when he showed Kaguya his the you know their their new home, the new the new Shirogane home, like the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the the lock and the elevator and the, his new bed, <laughs> or you know his room in general. Like that that was a brand new thing for him having a room of his own. But speaking about his bed. I guess, segueing into a little bit of the stuff there. I thought Miyuki had a very mature view on on Amorous Congress, as Maki so nicely put it in Volume 17. <laughs> which I I will try to only refer to as, refer to by that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I, like, I, I, like his, his views and thoughts on it were, I, I think, pretty mature, like, especially for a 17-year-old. Um, it can kind of like if it happens, it happens, and either way, it's okay. Like kind of those thoughts about it, I think were were good, and also the fact that he wanted to like basically as soon as he noticed hesitation from Kaguya when they were together, as soon as he noticed that he he wanted to sit up and talk with her and like have and just thoroughly talk about all of that and their well both of their thoughts surrounding it. And I thought that was also very respectful and uh, a very good thing to do. I mean, I think it's really important to be able to talk about amorous congress with the person that you're going to do it with. Like, if you're not if you're not mature enough to have a conversation about it, then you shouldn't have it. You shouldn't do it, in my opinion. Kind of. But um, yeah, I, I just really appreciated that moment, and I, I just well, just the entire ending of that chapter with just that that in my opinion very touching dialogue that they had. While they talked about it, followed by the kisses, and then, and then you see like the next morning, and you learn that they actually did it anyway, and and yeah, I I, I really loved that ending to that that chapter, and it was it was wholesome, like surprisingly wholesome in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was a a less um, you know sexualized <laughs> kind of, I mean, for what they did, but mm. you know, a, a less sexualized version of it, and more of a you know. Like you said, wholesome and kind of special way to to view um, Emmer's Congress, as you were saying. Yeah. And I agree that Miyuki went about it a, a very, very thoughtful way, um, mm-hmm. considering her feelings and not just giving into his desires. Um, well, like until until the end. But at, at that point, <laughs> even, at that point, even Kaguya felt like she was the one that was seducing him. I guess. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> I guess. In a way, <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, she didn't say seduce, but she she yeah. says I was the one asking him, uh, right? For yeah. for like his yeah. consent, kind of yeah. But anyway, is that it on Miyuki? Yeah, I don't I don't have anything else. Let's move on to Kaguya then, and I guess we might as well pick up where we left off, sort of about the Amorous Congress, since we were just talking about that for Miyuki. I think Kaguya's thoughts about it, in my opinion, were interesting because. Well, she was the one who hesitated that one time during the night. Her thoughts about it were more kind of, well, she felt more like they had to rush it, kind of. 
the way she expressed mm-hmm. her, her, her feelings or her thoughts about it. And I usually don't think rushing these sorts of things is a good thing. Although I feel like in their situation, it's kind of, there, there's a couple, I guess, reasons that make it okay. I mean, ultimately it was okay. You know, they, they did it in the end and they both felt good about it. So ultimately it was a good thing that they did it. But but the the fact that I think rushing it in and of itself was not, well, what was more okay in their situation compared to maybe other, maybe some other situations was that not only, well, they were pressed for time, and sure, that's maybe not a good thing either, but they were pressed for time, to be <laughs> fair. And I, and that, that with that in mind, it's fair to, like, I can understand feeling an, uh, a need to rush, even though it might not be great, perhaps. But they also had, obviously, they had known each other for a long time. They had been developing feelings for each other over a very long period of time, and they had been getting closer to each other and, and been through a lot, like, shared many experiences together, and and they were at that point in the story really truly safe with each other so i think even though they may not have known it ahead of time in that scene for sure they were ready i mean obviously they were ready since they did it and they it all it all worked out well but it, i mean it's hard to know if you've never had amorous congress before it's hard to know i guess if you are truly ready or not until you're like there uh what was I? What was my? What was my point about this? Uh, I guess basically that even though she was rushing it, which in and of itself might not be good, I think it was still fine based on how everything turned out and also based on their history together. But I think the mo- the biggest part, the biggest thing that made it made it well, the, that made it okay and that made it probably good ultimately was the fact that they trusted each other so, as much as they do because of everything that they've been through together, and like they feel so safe with each other. Um, that's like the main thing I think that made it work as well as it did between the two of them. It was amazing. That that that's what her <laughs> right <laughs> her review of it was. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, that's a good review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, five stars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely uh, not something you see often in a rom com like this. You know where they go all the way at the end of the day it's a beautiful moment for for both of them really was and i I just hope that they stay together (laughs) of of course of course they're the otp yeah the main otp of this whole series Mm -hmm. but you know just look at kaguya now like how far she has come if we for example compare her now to the chapter it was in in one of the earlier volumes like volume like two, three, or four, or something like that, where she thought that once first time referred to kissing. Right. And now and now we have this, like, she has come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And she mentioned, and speaking of, like, old chapters also, like, she mentioned at the end of this volume that she wants to eat bento boxes together with Miyuki at lunchtime. And I also, I love that <laughs> callback to, I think that was actually volume one, uh, you know, when she wanted to have a bite from from mm-hmm. Miyuki's lunchbox or bento box, but uh, back then she she well well she 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 eventually ended up getting a bite from Chica through yeah through Chica, <laughs> but but yeah. Uh, like yeah she didn't actually but she was she wasn't able to do it back then, but now she can do it, and so yeah I think that that's also like it, it's it's great to kind of have that perspective and to know how much she has changed since then. 
Yeah, she's definitely wanting to have an ordinary relationship, you know, be mm. be the ordinary girl. Um, yeah. That's kind of been her thing for the past few volumes. Five, right, you know? yeah, since I feel like it was established and really, or at least very focused on in volume 15. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And she wants yep. to, yeah, she doesn't want to hide it anymore. She wants to just be perfectly honest right. with, well, the world about her relationship with mm-hmm. Miyuki. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Although before she she brings it out into the open, she wants to tell Chica about it. Mm. And that's something I really look forward to see. Well, <laughs> not only how Chica deals with it, but also, well, well, I, I want I want all of Kaguya's closest friends to know, of course. And Chica is yeah. like her oldest She's friend. the only one who doesn't know! But, well, <clears throat> sorry, sorry. I'll just... Does you know? Oh, he does. Like... Like Ishigami I, I, I think there's a good chance. I think there's a good chance, but like we I'm don't. I'm pretty know... sure they they confirmed that they that he he knew already. Was that confirmed? Because I don't remember that. Like, but maybe I'm pretty I'm... sure he did. Okay. Uh, I could be I could be wrong, but I I was under the impression that that Ishigami and Miko already knew, and that Chika was the only one in the student council who didn't. That's definitely possible. I. Yeah, I I may have forgotten about you in that case. At the very least, I think it's a very good chance that you may have figured it out just because he's really good at figuring stuff like that out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't remember for sure. I could be misremembering. I, I could, could I also could. be. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, that, can't wait for Chica to find out. Because, you know, she, she's going to love that. <laughs> or, or well, I have gonna... thoughts. I have thoughts. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it on her, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I look forward to, for, yeah, to Kaguya telling her. So in comparison to Miyuki wanting world peace, she wants to rule the world. But it's kind of a, a different light. Not so much like, <laughs> you know, with an iron fist per se. Although I guess it is kind of. Anyway, not nobody <laughs> controls her and she and everyone obeys, you know. So it, it doesn't sound as devious when you put it that way. It sounds more like no one just kind of freedom no one can control it and tell her what to do yeah right yeah she comes from a background where she's always been controlled and restricted by her family right. so it makes sense for her to feel the well, to have this feeling these feelings kind of right exactly mm-hmm. and yeah i thought it was great that the um, yuki and kage had that moment of good good moment i think yeah between them it was great it was great i like a, a lot of the stuff in this volume actually affected me more emotionally the second time I read it for some reason oh, really? uh, compared to my first time. And this was one of those moments where I don't think I, I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed it my first time, but on my second read through earlier today, I was actually a little bit teary eyed after it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, it was really good. I thought the Kaguya cat chapter was adorable. <laughs> um, just yeah. to see her re- reaction to uh, the cat, and another, some some other thing that unrelated. Do you think because Mikado co- goes up to her and and tries to talk, and she basically acts like he's a stranger slash enemy. Hmm. Do you think she does remember him at all, or is she truly hmm. playing like I don't I don't know you? That's a good because question. <laughs> the the reason why I say that is Miyuki and Mikado hit it off you know and maki makes the observation oh like they are two peas in a pod you know they're yeah. great <laughs> and i'm pretty sure kage is like nope yeah not even close right so why would she say that if she didn't remember mikado true 
that that's a good point. Yeah. Then in that case, I think she yeah she does she must have remembered him. So I'm curious, like what she thinks of him and how true is her thought of him and everything. But right. I guess that goes into Mikado discussion, which we can save. I true. Suppose. We'll definitely talk about Mikado. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting, though. Uh, that definitely could be some. Well, they, yeah. There's definitely a possibility that that Kaguya might just have misinterpreted him in some sense or or just mm -hmm. think poorly of him just because he's a shijo perhaps like Maybe. stuff like that uh, like 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 kind of it was like well a bit tense between her and and the uh, maki like earlier on in the story like maybe she still holds those sorts of feelings for mikado just because she hasn't talked much with him lately yeah it's possible i i think with with uh you know maki shijo it's like maki was putting up the walls and so kaguya just i guess you know, mm. put those feelings back, but then they were finally able to break down those walls and really bond. But then, mm -hmm. but so how did so what happened with Mikado? Was it maybe it is just something that she assumes that he's on the competitive Shijo's family side, right? Um, don't know, don't know. Anyway, mm -hmm. it, yeah, that'd be that'd be um interesting to find out because I, I do think there's more to it. Absolutely, absolutely. We should talk about him soon. But before we do, I want to talk. I well, you, you mentioned the cat, uh, Goma Nozuke, and I. Um, excuse me. I think you mean Edward of Woodstock, the Black Prince of England. <laughs> yes, yes, that guy. That was a good name. That was a really good name. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, Kaguya was super sweet with the cat. Like she said, she hates cats, but. My God, seeing her throughout that chapter, it reminded me of one of my favorite early chapters from the manga where Kaguya walks to school by herself and she helps the little girl get to school. Uh. Like, it was kind of like, it was like really wholesome in a, in a kind of a similar kind of way as how we see Kaguya. Well, we, we wouldn't necessarily, we wouldn't, like at, at least given what we knew before each of those instances, we wouldn't expect her to be as sweet as that with each of those uh beings <laughs> uh, like, like yeah the girl and the cat like but but then it turns out that she's just super sweet with them and she she uh she adores them like um and yeah i i like that i think this is what the young kids call a tsundere <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i just saw that episode in in season two where she goes to the doctor and the nurse is like i think this is what the kids call a tsundere um yeah. <laughs> uh Yes. Yeah, you know, totally acts like that. So, I guess we, I was going to say this for Hayasaka, but I, I can bring it up now. Mm -hmm. Hayasaka and Kaguya both share a, a dislike for cats, su yeah. supposedly. Mm -hmm. And the reason it seems is is that Kaguya can't forgive the cats, the species, for what they did to a friend, which in in her mind, it seems to be Hayasaka <laughs> when she was younger. Yeah. So, are we ever going to get that story or is that just like some random thing about her cats just ah uh, i suck i got attacked by a cat and now i hate cats like is that i don't imagine there's going to be anything more to it right personally. i mean it, it seems like but it, right it seems like such a a meaningless thing but it's, then why bring it up i yeah i wonder i mean maybe it was just to build up kind of the fact that or like to to, to let us understand that she doesn't like cats but then well, to have this kind of turnaround with with the uh, Gomanosuke, 
perhaps. I mean, yeah, or, although maybe there's more to it that that maybe a lot of it is still important. But Komonosuke belongs to the Abe family. And right. And we did get the little tease at the end of the previous volume with Hifumi Abe. We got to see his feet along with mm-hmm. Komonosuke. And uh, yeah, we still haven't actually met this character, but... <laughs> yeah. His, his family has been mentioned again, and we got to meet the cat. So hopefully we get to actually meet Hifumi next time. And he is, because uh, I, I refreshed my mind by looking back at the previous volume, he's a first-year student at Shuchin. Mm-hmm. So he's not in any of our, like, any of the main characters' class. But he should appear, you know, soon, since I, I, I expect, since he was teased in the last volume. You would think, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But maybe his cat is more important. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe we, we weren't teased on him, we were just teased on the cat. Yeah. But yeah, like him, as well as uh, Shiranui was also introduced at like in that last chapter, last volume. Like, yeah. I also want to see her again, like more of her, mm-hmm. for example. Talk about Gomonosuke, like, they, the narrator or whoever mentions it's basically the the new mascot for the student council so i i'm i'm assuming we'll we'll see much more uh gomonosuke in it so which you know Mm. gives some potential to have hifumi come in at one at some point yes is that all on kaguya yep then let's talk about mikado shijo next actually as we learn at the beginning he seems to excel at a lot of things or at least pretty much anything that he tries to excel at he manages to excel at pretty much well Except for, I guess, the, yeah. the, the the social things, kind of. Like, he, he's a bit awkward, and he he was really afraid of not being able to make any friends. Uh, so, like, those sorts of things he might struggle with. But as far as, his, like, as, like, academics, athletics, and those sorts of things go, he, he seems to be very capable. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, if he, like, puts everything into one thing, he'll like, succeed. Like, mm. in order to stay on the soccer team, he had to get do really well on the practice exams and he ended mm. up taking first place. But after that, I think I think it's applied that he kept taking the practice exams, but he never placed. Uh, uh, never yeah. Well. I yeah, right. I also got that feeling actually. And also in that in the chapter where the first chapter we saw him was the India chapter. In that chapter mm-hmm. I no, I maybe I should have refreshed my mind on this. But the vibe I got from him then, if I recall at least based on the descriptions and whatnot was that he was not as academically kind of like he didn't do as well academically as as Maki. Yeah, Although I, I may agree be, with that. I, I might be misremembering, uh, but but yeah, you you might be right right about that. Like basically, he he focuses on one thing at a time, kind of, and whatever he chooses, mm. he does well, and but everything else kind of just is not as great. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. By the way, he's he's not wearing the Shuqin school uniform throughout this whole volume. He is just wearing a suit. Um, the entire time so i wonder if he oh, like yeah I, at first i thought like maybe that's because he's new and he hasn't had time to get any or get a shooting uniform although that also seems kind of weird like he knew he was going to start at this school so he should have been able to get a school uniform right <laughs> so, I, so i don't know like do you have any idea as to why he wouldn't have a like a shooting school uniform not a great one uh, one <laughs> thought that came to mind is maybe in order to differentiate himself from the rest of the cast and mm. from the guys he has he has the suit and tie on mm-hmm. you know because no one else does but it, yeah it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense otherwise right. there's usually no excuses for not wearing the uniform you know what i mean yeah right so i mean maybe it's maybe it's like a, like first few couple days 
it's okay or something like that. But then, then he got he needs to suit up or something. I don't know. Guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But one thing that I want to touch on is at the end of the previous volume, he felt like he had this kind of overwhelming, you know, uh, presence, and he was a punk or something <laughs> like that. But then in the, in this actual volume, you know, it. It's like okay, no, this is the, his real personality, and you see that he's, you know, maybe a bit shy, but um, mm. you know, not as not as confident in in everything, um, not a cocky guy. Just, I guess, I, I, it's it's hard to describe, but you know, a, a normal kid, normal mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. And I felt that it feels like this personality is the same kind of vibe I got from him when he was with in India with his sister. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Mm. Whereas at the end of the end of the previous volume, I felt like they had changed his character entirely, kind of, kind of a thing. <laughs> True. Yeah. I guess I didn't think of that specifically, but now that you mentioned it, yeah, it, you're absolutely. I right. remember it bothering me, kind of like why, <laughs> why? And I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I mentioned it, but I was like, why did mm. did this change? Right. Um, but then, yeah, after reading this, I was like, okay, now it makes sense because it wasn't like that at all. Yeah, that that is funny though, because looking back at the previous volume now, like basically what we got now, like the way he was portrayed was really just what Miyuki knew like uh, Miyuki's ah. ex- like Im- impression that he had of him and that mm-hmm. was obviously a completely different person than he had expected him to be so I think in that sense it's, it's kind of fun that it turned out That's that true. way or, or that it was portrayed that way yeah but he calls Kaguya princess and obviously it's a little nod to well the folktale about princess Kaguya I, 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 uh-huh. I, I expect but I also wonder if there's maybe a different Perhaps a specific reason as to why he calls her that here. And there was that brief scene where he was talking on the phone. And, well, he was talking to... We don't know who he was, who, who he was talking to on the phone. And there was also another person there. Um, like mm-hmm. I, It looked like a woman with long hair. Yeah. And he said that he would handle the princess. Not to the woman, though. It was no, no, to no. To, was yeah, phone. yeah, yeah, exactly. To the person on the phone. So that's all pretty menacing or kind of ominous uh i wonder what's that all about my thought is actually that he's saying that just to make the person on the phone happy kind of a thing but he doesn't have any Mm. intentions of doing any really doing anything Mm. to kaguya um because as maki explained he wouldn't have come to um shuchin unless there was some benefit for him right and Obviously, there some parties are going to try to use that, use the fact that he's transferred to the school, but he's not. He's not going to let them get their way, kind mm. of thing. So I think he's just trying to appease. Well, I think he's talking to someone from the Shijo family that is trying to use uh, Mikado as a way to get to at Kaguya. Right. I, I I even expected it to be some pretty high up uh, Shijo person. Yeah. Uh, potentially. Absolutely. Yeah. But I I don't think, at least right now, I don't think Mikado is really going to act on it. Maybe he has right. something else in mind, but I I really don't think he's gonna be this bad person. Although I'm I'm all fine with having a, you know, a change of heart kind of a situation. But I I think he's mm. I think he's a good guy, deep down. Um, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I also don't think he's like really bad or anything. I'm just really, or I guess I'm a little wary as to like what exactly are his motives, because there seems to be like 
well, as you said, and like the thing that Maki pointed out about him, like, yeah, he, he's not necessarily following the plans of the Shijo family as a whole, mm-hmm. but he has some plan of his own. and I just, Something to gain. Right, right. And so I wonder what that is and how how will that affect the story? Is that going to be, like, is yeah. it going to be a bad thing? Like, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's defi- definitely safe that he's going to be good. Like, he might be a different, mm. well, well, or like, none, none of, I don't think he's going to be bad, bad either, exactly. But I guess it could mm. be like a gray kind of area or something where whatever he wants might not be good for some other characters, perhaps. Perhaps. Mm. But I mean, I have no idea as to what it could be. But it, it, it's exciting. I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing whatever, um, whatever it is that he he's planning and the, right. his reason for for joining or for for switching over to shooting. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. What is he planning? Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's that's the big question. There's a moment where Miyuki is really distraught about <laughs> chest sizes and people's preferences and whatnot. <laughs> um, yeah, and. Mikado is, he sees Miyuki and he has a feeling he knows what it's about. And he's like, oh, wait, did the, did the Shinomiya family finally start something or other? Yeah. Uh, so he mentions that. So what exactly is he expecting the Shinomiya family to start? Like, they later, uh, Maki and, and them talk about the the battle between the two families that had mm-hmm. technically already started. And yes. so he should be aware of that. So then what exactly is he saying that the Shinomiya would have started mm-hmm. is, is what I'm, is what I'm trying to, I guess, pontificate and, and put out there. <laughs> it could be like, cause what he says is has the Shinomiya family already. And then he's kind of cut off. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's so it. what it could be, or perhaps is like sure, yeah, it could be related to the, like the secret war that's happening between the two families. But maybe, maybe he's anticipating some big move or something by the Shinomiya family, uh, mm-hmm. that that he's expecting them to pull soon or something like that. And like he's like, oh, they already has have they already done that thing? Like have they already made that specific type of attack in mm-hmm. in the current war? Or I don't know, like something like that, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it that could definitely be it. Maybe it could also be that. De- oh, so he didn't, but he didn't even know that Miyuki is dating Kaguya, does he? No, no, he didn't because, know that at the time. Yeah, he didn't know that at the mm. time, and not until a couple pages later. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why would he be aware of, or why would he think Miyuki would be aware uh, of oh, what already happened? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is actually a really good question. Because yeah. I was about to go to say, oh, maybe he, maybe the move is they take Kaguya away from Miyuki or, or they, you know, do something to Miyuki's family. But why would he think Miyuki would have any relationship really with Shinomiya's? Uh, right. Cause if, if, if we didn't have the thing later on in the chapter where he's like surprised to find out that Miyuki is, well, that Miyuki has a girlfriend. If the, if uh-huh. it wasn't for that, then I could easily imagine perhaps Maki having told him that they were right together. But yeah, since we know he definitely didn't know, then I wonder what it might be about. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps he knew that at least he that 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 Miyuki and Kaguya were close in some sense. I think that 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 still makes sense that he would not know that, and then maybe that's why he would perhaps assume that it was something with her, or that, and and perhaps also since 
I imagine with the secret war happening right now, that might be perhaps a pretty stressful thing for, for Mikado. So it's on his mind a lot of the time. So his mind would easily go to those sorts of places, perhaps, maybe. Yeah, that's true. But, but yeah, it is a little hard to, to understand, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not that big of a deal in the, in the mm. end. But, you know, like you said, it means that it's on his mind, mm. at the forefront of his mind. So um, clearly what he's doing at Shuchin is, is got to be something to do with that. Like, And I, I think it's pretty clear that that, or pretty, pretty clear that it's, that's implied. Mm. But, you know. Instead of it being like more wholesome, well, I just wanted to make new friends, or <laughs> there was a girl here I liked, or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's probably probably something else. I just can't quite think of it. What? Because I remember last time when we talked about him, you sp- you were speculating about him in regards to the tale of the bamboo cutter as the emperor, which is well, what he's named after. His name. Uh, yeah. As. Like, like, like he would somehow become a love rival for Kaguya or like I, I don't remember or may, maybe not love rival but there would be an arranged marriage perhaps or something like that with him and Kaguya what do you think about that now? Uh, I'm, I'm still uh, definitely uh, think that the possibility is there I almost said open to the idea I'm not open to the idea <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't want that to happen yeah. um, but I think it could still happen hmm. especially if the person that he's talking to uh, what it doesn't necessarily need to be Shinomiya. It could still be the Shijo family, but the reason why they want him to get to close to Kaguya is because they want to set up this a romance between them, they set up a, mm. a arranged marriage. Right. And maybe Mikado, you know, doesn't really want that. Um, right. Yeah. So that, what, other, that what other be... reason could he be there? I'm not sure, but that's my thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Precisely, that definitely could be the reason why the family wants him there. Uh-huh. Big question, as we said before, is like, why is he there? For, like, why has he decided to go there? Yeah. Right. I mean, if you think mm. about it, the the Shijo family is buying up Shinomiya businesses, right? Like mm. the the companies and you know, weeding out people. So it, marrying Kaguya to a member of the Shijo family would end up potentially being a, an important piece. You know, another another way to take away from the Shinomiya power in, in a sense. True. And so less. So, so I previously I was thinking of it at a peace treaty, but I mean that's still a possibility. But maybe it's more of a political move right. entirely, you know, kind of a power move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely. That, yeah. That that's a good good thought. Just like his sister, Mikado also has unrequited feelings for someone or some other people. So I guess I guess it runs in the family to just yeah it's, not it's, it's, confess it's, your feelings. <laughs> Shijo curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But should we move on to the next one? Yeah. Let's talk about Ihayasaka next. For me, a really... Like, my, my, my favorite part with her in this uh, volume was when she started giggling, like, and mentioned Kaguya's character development, and mm. she said, I guess you had to be there. And, I don't know, like, I, I was left with this just sudden wave of emotions when she... Like after she had said all that, and she and she said, "I guess you had to be there with that smile and everything." I, I just kind of laughed and cried simultaneously because we as readers are just like Hayasaka in this in in the sense that we've had the pleasure of observing Kaguya throughout the whole story, and I is right. 
like about about Kaguya's changing. Like she really has changed, and it's been honestly one of the most captivating character journeys that I've ever seen in anything. True. And just for for the story to point that out through through I in that way was just so beautiful in my opinion, because um, it really is like. Her her character obviously is the one who has followed Kaguya the closest, and yeah, it, it's just great for her to to see this change and for her to I guess in some cases help us readers appreciate that changing or uh, to to mm. recognize that change in Kaguya. Um, definitely, I mean, I already appreciated Kaguya's character growth um, as it was, but right for it to be pointed out through I, it made me appreciate it even more than I already did. And it was, yeah, it was a beautiful little, little moment, I thought. Yeah, that it was a nice moment. I guess it's kind of a, a, a stinker because I was more so bothered by the, I guess you have to be there line. I Oh? It didn't, it didn't quite, like, make sense in the context. Because really? she was there, like, well, she was the there, whole but she, time. Yeah, she was, Kaguya, sure, of course, Kaguya was there for her own life, but but she yeah. wasn't an observer. Like, you can't really judge yourself. You're right. Like, I just feel like the Japanese was probably a little more clear. I, so I was just wonder. I wonder what the Japanese was. I suppose, but, as well as I don't know, I, I didn't have an issue at all with the English translation of it. I, I thought it was, I thought it was beautiful, like, exactly the way it was. It was perfect, honestly, for, for me at least. Uh, hmm. Like, because it well, it points out it was still, that it was still good. It was still good. Right, that's good. I'm glad you liked it still. But but yeah, like it, because the fact that it kind of makes a point out of the fact that uh, like usually people don't really see themselves very clearly, like in their life. Like it's hard to, especially mm-hmm. in the moment when you're just living life. It's hard to really understand your position exactly and the way who you are exactly. Uh, meanwhile, others who have like an outside perspective can see you for what you are much easier, and I think, or to me that that point came across through that line, uh, and I thought it was I thought it was beautiful. For all I know, it's it's a one to one translation, but I'm, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I I still see your point though. Uh, but yeah, I like I really like that part though. I actually really liked the part before where her reaction to Kaguya telling her that. She went all the way with Miyuki, <laughs> and she, she's shocked, and then she grabs a pillow and just kind of screams in it, you know? Yeah. I, I thought that was really cute. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah, because we know that she wants something like that, too. Like, she wants to fall in love and find somebody mm-hmm. like that as well. Like, that's been established since pretty early on. She just hasn't found the person yet, but, yeah. Oh, and actually, uh, something about her new character design, you know, with the new haircut and all since volume 19... Something I don't think I noticed before for some reason is um, she has a hair clip uh, in her hair with a moon symbol in it or on it. Well, it's a moon. It's a crescent moon and a star symbol on mm-hmm. the on the hair clip. And uh, I guess the star isn't maybe or at least I don't know if there's any significance specifically to the star. But the moon, obviously, with the tail of the bamboo cutter is is significant in that sense. But also, on that specific night in Tokyo, or not in Tokyo, in Kyoto, when they were there and she cut her hair off, uh, there was a crescent moon in the, in the night sky. So right. I think that's a nice callback to, to that. So that's just part of her character design now, and I really like that. Yeah, it is nice. Hmm. Very cute. Yeah, it's super cute. <laughs> Anything else on Hayasaka? No. All right, then. Moving on to Maki Shijo. As 
we pointed out a little bit earlier, the war has started and she she's the one who tells us that the, the war has actually begun, even though it's not common knowledge or like people, yeah, most people don't actually know about it between the two families. And supposedly by the end of spring, or at least according to Maki, by the end of spring, it will be all over the news. And we're like almost in May, I think, at this point in the story. At the earliest, we're in late April right now, I think, if my calculations mm. are right. Since it's been four months since Miyuki and Kaguya started dating. And they started dating at the end of, end of December, so we should be at the end of April. I'm yeah, thinking. it's definitely in the middle of spring. Right. I or like, yeah. There's a, few, there's a few moments where it, um, they mentioned that it's still spring. Right, was, yeah. yeah. So... Right. But we are probably at the end of of April, though. Uh, so, like, it's almost May, probably. And, like, I don't know. I don't think summer starts until June, though. Yeah, but still, it might just be about a month left of, of spring. So, pretty soon, supposedly, the war might blow up into a much bigger thing. And, well, on that whole thing, or and also on that scene where we learned about all of that, it seemed like Maki was just super excited to join forces with Kaguya and the others and like to, <laughs> to strike back against these yeah. uh, deceitful adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also, well, actually, in fact, a lot of other characters that we know seem to, well, seem to also want to help out in some way. Uh, Hayasaka, yeah. Hayasaka said that she, you know, obviously she wants to help Kaguya because she's her friend. And Miyuki obviously had the whole thing where he's going to start this whole battle arc. And mm-hmm. so a lot, of, a lot of the characters seem to be on their sides, which is awesome. And I just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how this whole thing is gonna go. Cause I'm, I'm hoping there will be like an alliance kind of thing. Like there, there's gonna be something like that. I don't know. Somehow. Can Can I just say that a part of me was slightly disappointed that they actually didn't show that conversation. Like after they had the whole. Uh, I guess sex talk. I mean, that was hilarious. Don't get me wrong, and and oh. I understand why it was important for this, for his volume. I mean, they might not have had that conversation. Or or, or maybe they didn't have the conversation. You're 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 missing the point here. <laughs> oh, the the point I'm trying to say is, I I would have wa- I wanted to see them talk about it. You know, have that have that war plan discussion. Ah, uh, the Kage, but but Kaguya didn't want that though, or she her well, priorities she were elsewhere. Her, her pri- but her priorities were different. <laughs> I, uh, what I'm saying is I was a little disappointed that it didn't happen. Okay, fair. Um, but I understand that for the context of the current arc and, and you know, where the story was going, they obviously, that that was not the time or the place. <laughs> mm. I'm sure it will come, um, though. Or I really hope, at least, that it will, you know, come back. Right. Which I think may be an unpopular opinion. Uh, I don't think... I think some people are not too... People being the uh, readers are not too into this idea that i don't know we're becoming more drama based and less love comedy based you know what i mean uh right yeah i guess we can talk a little bit about the afterword which was fun funnily enough in volume 22 and not in the last volume oh okay uh well at least because that that that's what akasaka said that like from here on out the story is not going to be as focused on comedy as it has been. I mean, we've already noticed it, kind of. But he actually straight up pointed that out, that from here on out, it's it's going to be more... Well, what he says is, the focus has shifted to how all the characters find answers to their questions and solve their problems. This means the manga is less of a lighthearted rom-com than before. 
but it's my way of taking responsibility for the fates of the whole cast of characters. I hope you'll keep reading. To me, that gets me excited. Like, yeah, I, same, same. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm really excited to see how it all goes down, like the fates of all the characters. He's not saying just the fates of Miyuki and Kaguya. He's saying all the characters. So, yes. And, mm. and, and yes, not everyone's going to get the same amount of spotlight. I get that. You know, right, of Chica's course. not going to be the greatest character growth we, we ever. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. But I do think that he is purposely going to take the time to do each and every character and give them a serious uh, role it, to play. Like he's 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 taking responsibility, as he says, mm. for the world and, and, and the characters that he's created. And, and I respect that going away yeah. from the, the rom-com roots and, you know, really turning it into the story that it is right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's exciting. I agree completely. In fact, ever since the story started to get more serious, which I would say the first time it got really serious was in Ishigami's part where, you know, we got his backstory yeah. and the whole sports festival. Like that was the first time yeah. it got like actually really serious. It had maybe like had a few little instances here and there of it before or actually never mm-hmm. mind. Oh, the fireworks, I guess, was the first series part. Oh, yeah. Now that, now that I think about it, you're right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was but but then well, but although I, I think Ishigami's thing is, I, I guess, a little step beyond beyond that kind of uh, mm-hmm. but but still uh, the fireworks part, Ishigami's part and like and then many instances that have come since then are my favorite parts of this manga. Like I, I, I of course, I adore the comedy, but. It, yeah, <laughs> the, the the strongest suit, the strongest parts of the story to me are the dramatic parts of it. So, I'm I'm yeah Great. I I'm all with you there, and it's uh, super exciting, and it feels to me it's reassuring to know that these are Akasaka's thoughts on it as well mm, for the end, for the later or th- for the yeah this uh, final arc of the story. But moving on to Miko Ino next, I thought it was pretty awesome to hear that she's. Well, it was awesome to hear her express everything that she has learned lately about the importance of asking others for help and all of that kind of stuff. Because mm. uh, it's really all thanks to her and Miyuki having grown closer as friends. Like, that that's when, that, that's, it's through their newfound friendship, kind of, that she has been able to seek kind of counsel from others, I think. Because I don't think she would have been able to really vent about her feelings for you otherwise at least we haven't seen her do it with it to talk about part about it like explicitly with anyone besides miyuki right yeah i don't i don't think so right what's well, nice that she has she's looked she's be able to talk to others about her feelings and whatnot and yeah, you know it is she even she even brings it up uh, to chica during the whole misunderstanding thing is like you know who i like and she's like oh yeah you're right so it's it's nice that she has people who understand her in that in that sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all of the rumors started spreading, and I guess it got to the point where even like it kind of came back to her, and so that she understood that a lot of people know uh, about her feelings for you. Because I don't think she ever actually told like Kaguya and Chika, right? It just kind of reached them, I think. I'm pretty sure Chica noticed, and she. Oh yeah, that's right. Chica noticed. That's true. And, yeah, I think, think I think she brought it up or something something along those lines. Yeah, there was something like um, that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, this this volume, uh, you can, 
we we had already established that she had gone into a, a great friendship with Miyuki, um, mm. but it, she's really taken a, a great liking to him. <laughs> like you know, the yeah. the head the head padding and phys- physical content and all the teasing and whatnot. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a little too comfortable. Like <laughs> no, I understand. I understand why Kaguya would just be like, oh really. Like, please tell me, like, what 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 went down? You know. Fair, yeah, yeah. I don't blame Kaguya either, but at the same time, I, I no, I I don't think me or I don't yeah, I don't think Miko is going too far. I think it's, I honestly, I just think I just think it's really nice that she is able to be this comfortable <laughs> around Miyuki. True. Because I mean, because we know it's it's not like romantic right. no. or anything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. Because we know explicitly like both that both she and Miyuki have feelings for other people, and. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I just think it's really fun to have this platonic friendship between these these two characters that, yeah, it's kind of, well, slightly suggestive, I suppose, at times, at least if you're entering the room at the time that Chika did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's really it's really just really innocent, just friendly and fun. <laughs> and I, I really love it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, she likes being treated like a kid and getting petted on the head. Uh, when I learned that, I was like, why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> Just based on everything else we learned about her before. Uh, it definitely falls into her category, kind of. <sighs> uh, but yes, is that, is that it on Miko or anything else? That's it. Well, then let's talk about you, Ishigami. I, really, the only thing I got is that he wants to be cradled in a big bosom. But not, like, you know, <laughs> sexual reason. It's for, like, the comfort and the... You know, like the motherly, the, the yeah, the motherly <laughs> aspect of it. It's it kind of seems similar to, um, and forgive me if you disagree with this comparison, but mm-hmm. making it anyway, it seems similar to Miko's desire, kind of to be held by a man, or you know, just kind of cradled, kind of, ah. or, or, you know, yeah. held. No, I can I can see that similarity for sure. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, I can I can agree. It's yeah, it's like this kind of the comfort, the safety. Uh, aspect exactly. of the whole that's thing. That's what I was going for. Mm, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and oh yeah, and we talked earlier about whether or not you actually knows or not, uh, since I guess we don't remember perfectly since yeah, it I could have sworn because there was a whole Christmas there was a whole Christmas present buying thing because Kaguya and Ishigami were in the store and I'm pretty sure at that point he knew that Kaguya was buying a present for Miyuki? I don't know if he knew for sure, for sure, like, if it was ever actually explicitly said. However, I think it's definitely a very good possibility that he put it together without mm. without it being stated, I guess. Yeah. Uh, mm. Although, again, I could be wrong. But, I, but I, don't, I don't feel good about that because it's, like, me just guessing then. <laughs> I mean... I could have sworn... Well, I, I, okay, it's, it's fine. Pos- no, it's, it's possible you write about something actually having been, been explicitly stated and, and I just not remembering... I just don't remember it or personally. I'm just failing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my mind could be failing. However, I was going to make the point that when Miyuki described what kind of boobs he likes, uh, I I wonder if maybe like ass- assuming you didn't know for sure, or doesn't mm-hmm. know for sure, like in this volume, um, I wonder if maybe he could have put it together at that point that Miyuki was talking about Kaguya, or like he was somehow mm-hmm. you know because the way he was talking about it wasn't very smooth like he it, i feel like it was kind of obvious that he was talking about someone specific that had <laughs> that had small boobs 
mm-hmm. and and that, that that you based on what we know that he has very good kind of perception skills he would be able to kind of put that together um but that of course is assuming that he didn't already know which i guess i don't know for sure but I feel like at the very least there has been a couple of these hints throughout that you should have been able to pick up on, you know, a couple of these hints throughout uh, the volumes and been able to piece, mm-hmm. it, piece it together if he didn't actually know for sure. So yeah, I guess I guess that's worth uh, double checking <laughs> if he actually knows for sure. But yeah, yeah, at the very least I think there's a good chance he may have figured it out by now. I think you're right. I now that I, yeah, I think. I don't think he actually has stated that he knows. And so now mm. I, uh, I've kind of made made myself an idiot this whole time. No, but, no, no, no. Honestly, like there's like three to four months between the, the the volumes now. And like, that's a, it's easy to forget. I forget a lot of stuff too. I do think like, like you were saying that he's definitely has, has to have put it together, but, but yeah, it has not come up. I don't think mm, mm, now that, yeah. now that I think about it. Probably, although if uh, if 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 it actually is the case that he does know, and and someone listening, please let us know <laughs> what the case is here. <laughs> um, but yes, um, the last thing I had on you is that I'm just really happy to know that he's able to hang out with Tsubame and and just have a good time with her, and that they're able to be friends even though there's nothing at all romantic between the two of them. Because uh, I feel like this was well, yeah, it was the previous volume where she rejected him. And so at that point, it was kind of uncertain as to how they would be able to continue, or at least from Yu's point of view, like from his perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this volume really just confirmed that they, yeah, they, they can hang out together and, and be friends, and it seemingly works out pretty well. So that's great. Absolutely, yeah. That, that was a nice little like line to throw in there. You know? like, oh, well, not, I guess it was more than one instance where you mentioned he was hanging out with Sabame, right? Or was uh, it just one? Well, he there was one instance where he said he was going to go hang out with her and a couple uh-huh. of the other Pepsco members. And then... That's right. And then there was the page where we saw them doing singing karaoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there was the comment between Miki and Kaguya when they, when they were sitting in his bed and they were like, it's so nice that the two of them are able to be friends. So, so yeah, I, th- I, th- I think those were the three instances that kind of dealt with that in some aspect. Gotcha. But yeah, it's really it's really nice. Very happy for you. Shall we move on to Chika Fujiwara? Yes! Finally! <laughs> okay. The cover is a lie. It always will be a lie. Well everything is a lie. The quick the cover well, I, I agree most. The cover's a lie. I feel like Do it, not do I, not. <laughs> no. Based on the very ending of the volume, I feel like it kinda works though. It does not just get justified. <laughs> that 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 is switch and bait. Like <laughs> it is complete clickbait kind of stuff. It's like, oh, I bet I'm going to get a nice Kaguya and Chica chapter. Oh, tune into the next volume. You son... Um, so, why wouldn't it, it... I feel like whatever the next... I mean, I, I forget who's on the next... Is it is it Maki who's on the next uh, volume It's, it's cover? Kaguya. It's just Kaguya herself. Oh, it's Ka- oh, that's right. It's Kaguya and then it's Maki. Anyway. Uh, no, so then, then it's Miko and then it's Maki. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, excuse yep. me. <laughs> so Sumaki so is the most late, the latest one. Gotcha. I think so. Yeah, she's on twenty five at least. Yeah. Uh, what I was trying to say is that the next volume should have been Kaguya and Chika doing this. If 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 they're going if they're going into this, you know, mm-hmm. Chika Kaguya friendship arc. That's that, yeah. That yeah. should have been the cover of the next volume, mm-hmm. and then this should have been you know another. Uh, well, it really should have been another Kaguya and 
Shirogane or Miyuki. True, yeah, like volume um, 5 or volume 14. Yeah. Uh, right. Fair. Although, I, well, I actually had like kind of a similar thought that, yeah, I ultimately I agree with you that this cover for this volume probably, although we, I guess we don't know for sure what the next volume is going to entail, but it probably would fit more on, onto the next volume. And I think, why not just kind of switch them and have the next volume's cover, the one of just Kaguya herself, be on this one? Because yeah, I, I agree. Because I had the thought that this volume is kind of the first volume of the kind of the final part of the story. Mm, and yeah. and that cover art of Kaguya, it, it, I, I feel like it's a pretty obvious reference to the, well, the first volume's cover art. It's just mm -hmm. like an updated version, I guess, in some sense. And so I guess in, in with that, it would have been nice to start off this arc with that cover art. Um, or it could have been. Not, not that it's a big deal, but, uh, but, but on that, something I've noticed is I feel like Akasaka, with at least the last few cover arts, is kind of doing quote-unquote remakes of previous cover arts with like, kind of starting with volume 19, perhaps, with, which was uh, Hayasaka. Which, well, I guess there had been two previous Hayasaka volumes before 19, but it could be like, it's like a new updated version of Hayasaka and how on volume 19 it shows the real Hayasaka. Like, she's not mm -hmm. dressed up as anything or she's not pretending to be someone else. She's not two-faced, kind of. And then volume 20 had... Mm, I guess volume 20 is a bit of an exception because that one, that one shows Miyuki by himself. The only one that actually does. But I feel like it could be like just an updated version of volume 5, which has both Miki, Miyuki, and Kaguya, but it's like, Miyuki is like the most in the forefront on that one. Uh, and then 21 had K, which was like a new version of volume four, which had K. And then volume 22 now has Kaguya and Chika, which could be seen as an updated version of volume eight, which also had the two of them. Although on that, on the volume eight cover, Kaguya was strangling Chika. And on this one, they're like, well, it's much cuter and friendlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the next one's going to be Kaguya by herself, uh, being a remake of the original well, Volume 1. And then after that, we have Miko by herself, but having a much softer face expression compared to Volume 7, where she appeared having more of a kind of a stern face expression. Uh, and then there's Maki on Volume 25, kind of being a new one, uh, comparing to Volume 13, where she uh, appeared before. And like, it's just some, something something I've noticed in in these past couple of volumes that maybe it's 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 intended to be just kind of updated versions of previous volume covers ish in some sense. Yeah, that's a uh, that's fair, and I think they're all great, really great uh, volume covers to be mm. honest. And and just kind of showing the I guess the development, the progression. Yeah, right. yeah, progression. Right. Yes. I still think that. They should have switched the two, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> maybe, maybe this next volume will have the Chika Kaguya stuff. I pray, and <laughs> but also it has a lot of just Kaguya in general, so maybe it justifies having the Kaguya's front and center on the cover. So maybe, maybe there's just something I'm not aware of. True. Yeah, we uh, don't know. <laughs> either way, the whole point was this that uh, I I felt. Betrayed by the cover. Um, <laughs> That's fair. But I will say that Chika had some great moments in this comedically, as mm. she usually does. And uh, it's nice that we do, like you mentioned, have the tease at the end to, well, something actually um, of a serious nature. Right. Um, or, you know, a little more serious. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it makes you wonder how Chika is going to take the news that Kage and Miyuki are dating. Yeah. Especially, I, I don't know if it's going to matter to her. I, I feel like it's going to matter just based on past things. Like, <laughs> who knew Miyuki's birthday? And she, she exactly. didn't know. And she was upset <laughs> about that. So the fact that Miko knows and Ishigami, I, I'm sure, I feel like he's just be like, oh yeah, that was obvious. Right. I feel like that's going to be the case. I have a feeling too. <laughs> I mean, she might be upset about that. Mm. That she's the last to know. So I... That that's that's kind of my wonder and and, and uh, thing, but maybe she'll take it really well, and mm. then there'll be nothing. It'll just be funny and, and <laughs> just scream in pain. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, I think you're right, or at least I've, I also had that that thought that she she's gonna take it badly initially in in that kind of a way, like, oh my god, Miko and you already knew, like, uh, but but I think I, she's gonna get over that pretty quickly, I imagine, and then she's gonna be really excited for them and just happy for them. Nice. It's my thinking, at least. I remember back in the day, uh, when we were first doing the discussion, I I didn't I wasn't like sold on the idea ever, but I always wondered like if it would go down the path of some sort of love triangle where Chika would actually develop feelings for Miyuki. Right. Um, <laughs> and there was oh, there's always been like these small like hints that Miyuki is actually Chika's type, um, but she refuses to <laughs> accept that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think when it comes to learning that they're both dating, I don't think she'll take an issue with Kaguya dating Miyuki. I think it'll just be really her relationship with Kaguya. Mm. Um, and I, and like we were saying, she never told Chika about it. So Yeah, yeah. That, that's my thought process on all that. Makes sense. Chika's thinking of living in her own, uh, living on her own during college to escape <laughs> her family, which is funny, but... But you know, it's also I mean, good for her, like wanting to live on your own, and I get well, yeah, rich people. Yeah, rich and I mean, we we've that. seen we've seen Moiha, she's scary. She's scary, and <laughs> you know, her older sister. I mean, apparently she's a she's a lost cause, right? Uh, according uh, to the parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It it is funny to hear Hi, uh, Hayasaka just be like, "You think your family is weird?" I think even was it, I think even Kage was kind of like. Really? You don't think yourself as weird? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I see where Chica's coming from. Like, yeah, she's, I, I do too, honestly. Yeah, she's quirky. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely admit that. Uh, but yeah, her, her sisters are something else. <laughs> they are, honestly. <laughs> and they play Amoongus. So. They do. Yeah, that was so fun. The whole family does. <laughs> yeah, the whole family plus the board game club and K. Like, what yeah. a what a crew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was really cute. Good times. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that if she ends up um, moving out of her parents' place to study when she studies at college, that she finds perhaps a roommate, like some a friend, maybe Miko or Kaguya, like some someone to you know maybe share a flat with or something like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be nicer than living on like by herself, I think. Anything else on Chika? No, that's it. Then let's talk about Tsubasa Tanma next. We touched on it a little bit earlier, but he said that he had always felt a wall between him and Miyuki, and but that like it's gone now. Now since Miyuki has opened up to him, and mm. I don't know, I I was just surprisingly kind of moved by that a little bit. Uh, I thought mm. that was a very sweet little moment, and I thought. Uh, well, I think he, he seems like a really sweet guy. Like, this moment, I thought, was the, the, like, showed 
the most, in my opinion, just how sweet of a guy he is. And I guess I might even have started to kind of see what Maki sees in him, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed him in that scene, personally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I think it was, I think it was you know, a good scene, but I, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not on the Tsubasa train, like it's <laughs> fair. I mean, obviously, yeah, there there isn't a whole lot on him, but but yeah, still, I I I definitely like this, and I, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing more more of him. Sure, yeah. And he he actually gave Miyuki some very good advice, uh, supposedly in that scene, although it was mm. revealed through mm-hmm. a flashback. Mm-hmm. Like I guess in in a sense, he got to return the favor, kind of in in in, in giving love advice to Miyuki, kind of. Although I I think he gave better love advice than Miyuki gave to Tsubasa back back in the <laughs> the early volumes. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was very good advice, like really solid advice that he gave Miyuki, and that Miyuki was able to, well, adapt and and uh, well understand and have use of. Indeed, yeah, it was it was great advice. Yeah, well, he's he's not he's not so such bad such such a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just very very uh. I guess very naive, but also, uh, yeah. I don't know. My thoughts on him are complicated, but it's also been a while since <laughs> yeah. we've we've read, you know, consistently. But I just remember True. him, some of the things he would say, and just how uh, unaware of you he would always be. Mm, mm. Uh, so yeah, just <laughs> he's always kind of. He hasn't looked great in my eyes, but this is definitely a, a better moment for him. Right? Yeah, exactly. I think he's definitely, well, in my opinion, is the best he's looked be- like in the series so yeah. far. Mm-hmm. Mm. But moving on to Daddy Shirogane, he was out partying with some younger, I suppose, YouTubers, um, <laughs> supposedly younger YouTubers, and I guess his YouTube career seems to be going really well still. Apparently, uh, <laughs> and and he told Miyuki. Well, in the in the past, or when they moved in, he had told me to to get a regular bed, and he also purposefully didn't come home that night. Like he immediately understood what was going on when we when he talked to Miyuki on the phone, and yeah, I I would I would totally I would totally call him a cool dad. What about you? <laughs> oh, I I really I I don't have anything on. <laughs> I think he 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 says he's a cool dad, and that might in and of itself the fact that he himself says that he's a cool dad might be bad. But no, I think he is a cool dad. <laughs> he's a to- totally a cool dad. Uh, he he gives his son the the freedom. True. And, yeah. You know all that's that. nice. I, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was raised a little differently. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But but we're not we're not all the same people. So no no uh, of course. And I totally, yeah, I totally respect that uh, he gives, he wants to give Miyuki his personal space and right and uh, and all that. So yeah, I, I I think it's hilarious that he's just out in Roppongi Hills drink, drinking. By the way, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of a lot of foreigners who end up in Roppongi. I wonder if those YouTubers are are foreigners as well. Oh, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, they 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 could be Japanese, but it it, it would be funny well, if they were just a bunch of, you know. Right, foreigners from around the world. Just yeah, just some YouTubers from from the countries that are on vacation yeah. in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, or totally. there's some YouTubers who live in, live in Japan. Uh, oh yeah, true, true. That that speak only English. Mm, mm. 
Yeah, he was taking a, a shot every 10 minutes. Oh my god, that is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, anything else on Daddy? Uh, nope. Then, well, I only have one last character, and it's very, very little on him. But I wanted to mention Shindo again. Oh, <laughs> just uh-huh. to, because I mentioned last time the the little, the slight little possibility that I speculated on perhaps him becoming a love interest for Chica eventually. <laughs> I, I, I still, I mean, obviously it was really just a thought then, and it still is just a thought now. But uh, the fact that he actually still had somewhat of a role in this volume, you know, yeah, it, it hasn't ruined my my <laughs> my thoughts on that. Uh, so yeah, he's still around, perhaps to some extent. Yeah, maybe I like it. Definitely, uh, him him appearing um, in the first chapter and just still having some lines was hmm. uh, more than I I really thought that he would have in the next one. So, <laughs> or, or, or yeah, so there's that. But uh, I'm I'm not really not counting on him becoming a, a mainstay at all. <laughs> yeah, I know it's but. a wacky idea. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but hey, yeah, if it leads to something, sure, bring it on. Could be fun. Could be fun. But, do you have any other characters you want to talk about? No, I don't. Well then, let's talk about the comedy. The whole boobs conversation between Miyuki, Mikado, and Tsubasa was just so funny. Like, I mean, and, and as we've said before, it, it turned into a really sweet, more like of a sweet scene, like, a, or as you said, like more like just, just a normal-ish scene eventually. But before that, it was I, I I laughed so much. It was so funny to me, <laughs> and just how specific they all were in their descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually got a more of a laugh from the tea time with the women, and when they hear mm. about um, uh, the boys talk, <laughs> like Kashiwagi's like, I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> and later you see him with like band-aids yeah. on his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poor Tsubasa. Their relationship, man. Their relationship. It's it's gone places. It sure uh, has. <laughs> but they seem to be um, happy in it, though. I, I guess. Uh, well, de- de- definitely Tsubasa. I, I think mm, he's probably fair. fine with whatever. True. True. Continuing on with that scene, it, it's... You know, you have Maki covering her ears during the whole the whole talk. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not listening. I felt kinda, so kinda sorry of... for her. <laughs> yeah, both Maki. for yeah. both for having to listen to like the Nagisa Tsubasa stuff, but also for having to hear about her brother's uh, <laughs> preferences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, poor <Yeah>. Maki. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Uh, I also really loved like basically the entire chapter with the the burrs like the that the cat brought yes! in and like <laughs> getting stuck to the clothing and everything. Uh, and like Miyuki just wanted to protect the uh, the cat, but Kaguya kept thinking, or she thought mm-hmm. that he was like doing some kind of BDSM play. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like Kaguya. Oh my word! <laughs> she has really been reading up on a yeah. bunch of these things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I I love the final the final line. Well, the final like section where it's like, oh, Kaguya would never do that. Yes. And she's like, oh, yes, I'm going to feed you to a crocodile. Like, come here. And it's like, run, Komorosuke, run. Yes. yes, Chica's face there is so good. <laughs> it's like the desperation and terror kind of in her face there. It's so real. <laughs> 
Um, I, I, speaking of Chica, I really did like the chapter where she walks in on Miko patting uh, Miyuki's head. Yes. And then, the, the, you know, she kind of tries to play it off like she didn't say anything. She's like, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> it's too awkward. <laughs> Honestly, it was, she, she played it well, like for a, for a while. I, I didn't think she had seen it when she walked into the room. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, she was just uh, trying to ignore it for like a couple trying. seconds. <laughs> but, but also in that chapter, I thought it was really funny to see how Kaguya... Well, Kaguya suspecting Miko of trying to steal Miyuki from her in a similar way that she had, you know, had those sorts of kind of ugly thoughts about Chika in the past. Yeah. Uh, although it's been a while now since she had those kinds of, well, mm. since we had one of those gags, I, th- I guess, with her and Chika. But True. it was fun to have Miko in that. But also M- Miko, like, teasing Miyuki like, after the whole thing about the two of them dying together if, like, their relationship would ever become that kind of relationship. <laughs> that also really just killed me. Uh, <laughs> She's scary. Because it's such a morbid sense of humor. True. But it's... Oh, my God, I love it so much. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, same chapter. Chica's hmm. making Miko choose her favorite or whatever. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets really upset when Miko <laughs> sits next to Miyuki. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, my God, it's it's got to be difficult to deal with Chica, right? I feel like it. It, uh, it, it would it would be maybe yeah, <laughs> but I think she I think her reaction is pretty fair because uh, she Miko views Chica so highly, or at least has in the true. past. That's true. And they were the bestest of friends within the student council, mm. so to suddenly have her be best buddies you know have her best friend be stolen and like i i understand the reaction okay. i totally do i totally get it okay yeah that's fair that's fair i mean obviously her reaction is chica like it's very chica. top oh and, yeah and it, it's very chica yeah but i also understand where she's coming from <laughs> right well yeah i guess this one is a bit more understandable slightly compared to the previous instance in one of the previous volumes where she was trying to get Miyuki to not move into Minato Ward. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of the whole class thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was not yeah, really cool. <laughs> not cool. And then the whole birthday present incident. You know, oh yeah, that yeah. That, each, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean we still love her, of course, but but she definitely has her bad moments. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, I think we've already mentioned, I've been watching season two for the first time, and I see Chica in all these great moments, and there's there's not really too many, even from season one to season two, mm. there's not too many moments where I'm thinking, like, oh, Chica, why? Like, uh, yeah. not not really, True. you know? Mm. It feels like in these latest, later <laughs> later arcs, it's when, it's when it starts happening. It's yeah. like, Chica, no. You're probably, yeah, you're right, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Another shout out to that cat chapter with Kaguya. The, not the burrs, but the, the when you introduce mm. Gomonosuke. Uh, I, I thought it was really funny. And then uh, I just, again, that name. Edward of Woodstock, the Black Prince of England. Yeah. Like, where did she come <laughs> up with that? Like, yeah, uh, it, it just seemed to come so naturally to her for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was great. <laughs> I kind of love it. Um, <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I think I think that's it. I have on comedy. Any any other right. things you? Yeah, no, I I'm I, I'm done too with comedy. So, moving into predictions, I'll kick it off by mentioning. Well, one thing I men well, 
I have been at least, I think, mentioning it more or less for several volumes, mm. I think, is the whole heart thing that Miyuki gave to Miko at the Culture Festival that, you know, she would be able to be able to claim after three months. You at... mean Ishigami gave to... Oh, sorry. Well, did I... I, may, maybe I, 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 I thought you said Miyuki instead I, of you. Oh, maybe I did. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yes, obviously I meant you. Um, but I, I could so, be wrong. No, no, but I, I probably misspoke. Mis, uh, but yeah, that, that, that. And I felt pretty sure last time that that would happen in this book based on the timing. Oh, yeah. But it didn't. There was nothing on that in this book. And, it, uh. and by now, there's been four months since Miyuki and Kaguya became a couple. Maybe a little bit more than four months even by the time this volume mm-hmm. is over. And they became a couple maybe a week or so. Or, well, I guess depending on how you see it. But, yeah, at the very least, after Miko took or, yeah, got that heart from you. Mm-hmm. So, three months have passed since then. Surely, Akasaka hasn't forgotten about it. Like, there's no way. So, I, I'm just thinking, well, I guess Miko could be claiming it more than three months later, you know, because it would probably just be lying there unless somebody else takes it. So, there could be that. So, so, yeah, she could grab it after four months instead of three months. Or maybe that we'll get a flashback, perhaps, to her grabbing it, and maybe there's something about that then. But I'm hoping, I'm really hoping to get something on that in, in the next volume. Uh, just because it's something I've been excited for ever since volume 14 or whenever that was. Right. Yeah, maybe next volume is going to be it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of chapters in it, so. Right, uh, right. It's not just going to be Chika and Kage or just Kage or whatever. I, so it's uh-huh. definitely, definitely, definitely a possibility. And I'm, I'm hoping it does happen sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. But I guess we shall see. Yeah. And I guess if it doesn't for some reason happen in the next volume, then I have a lot more hope for the. Well, for volume 24, since Miko is on that volume. So, True. well, if, if the volume cover is anything to go by, as, as, as we've kind of pointed out before, it's not necessarily always <laughs> the case. <laughs> but, yeah. But still. Sadly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of other predictions because I, I said m- most of them. Right. Yeah, I think we'll get more of uh, Mikado in this in the next volume just because Yeah. Um, he kind of... He he was there up, up until like halfway, and then the the story kind of shift focus. So, mm. I think we'll get more of him. And he's really the biggest mystery right now. I feel. Yeah. So they're definitely, or at least one of the biggest mysteries. So it should be yeah. fun to learn more about him, and well, that, especially his reasons, like his own reasons as to uh, joining or or starting at Shuchin. I agree. I I expect Miyuki will come up with, well, come up with a plan to help Kaguya, or. Well, at least I hope so. Uh, he's, I guess it's not necessarily in the next volume, but I, I, I hope he'll come up with a plan because uh, he wants to help Kaguya. Mm-hmm. He just needs to come. He, he just needs to figure out how, like how he's going to go about it. So I hope he's going to do that in the next volume, and maybe, maybe we might even see how perhaps he and Kaguya together might uh, form a group of people who are, you know, willing to help them, and to help. Well, to help Kaguya become free from her family, I guess is like one of the objectives. Uh, but also to kind of end the Shinomiya family's wickedness. Because mm. that's something that I think a lot of people could stand to benefit from. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, to, to, to kind of do what, what Maki expected Kaguya's gathering to be about, 
<laughs> and it didn't turn out to be that way. But to have that, to actually have that, <laughs> um, I think would be nice for the next volume. I have a couple questions for you about that. Oh. So, do you think that Miyuki's plan will be revealed before it gets put into action, or would it be more like how the uh, cultural festival went, mm. where we didn't we didn't really know what his plan was and, and all that, and then it it unfolded before our eyes, and we saw everything how it was all taken care of afterwards. Hmm. Do you think that's more likely, where we just hit story beat after story beat, and we're kind of you know lost for well, what is Miyuki doing this whole time? Um, and hmm. then towards the end, we get this grand kind of reveal of his plan and how right. it all goes together. Yeah, that's a good question. I or think has that already been done. Right, exactly. I was going to actually say that. I, I feel like it may have already been done enough, kind of, mm. with that, because that, that was definitely a big moment, obviously, because it mm-hmm. just kind of started their relationship in a sense. And yeah, no, I, I, I kind of think so. And so, but plus, I also think it's diff. Well, it, it's similar to that in the sense that he's supposedly, at least, he's going to ask people for favors or like he's going to ask people for help, uh, which he also did back then. Although we didn't really get to see it a whole lot, we got like a little, right. like a few little panels of flashbacks. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, but back then, the people that he had helping him were mostly people that we didn't really know that well. Um, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that hadn't really been in the story much, if at all. Like, it was, yeah. So, like, it kind of, kind of made sense to not having showed that ahead of time. So it worked. Like it, yeah, it, yeah, it it worked as it was, but I think in this instance, especially since we're seemingly drawing pretty near to the end, I feel like it would be nice to actually follow along with the process as it goes along, and to involve, well, several of the main characters in it, because I I imagine a lot of them w- want to help out with this, and I expect Miyuki will understand that they you know, all of these people want to help out. So to form this alliance, as uh, Maki, I think, uh, called it, would mm-hmm. be would be fun to see. And it would, like, I think it would be a shame not to, well, well, it, w- it would be a shame to see it only in, like, in hindsight. Yeah. So I think it would be, yeah. That's a good point. I, I definitely want to see it, like, in real time, for sure. Fair enough. What do you, what do you think? I, you know... I do see your case perfectly, and I, I think it, it would be a beautiful way to go about it. I just wonder also if Akasaka would just, it would just be too tempting to do a whole build up kind of a thing where you, you keep it in <laughs> secret and then, like, boom, it, it's there. And then you get kind of in hindsight what he had to do in order to, to make it happen. It would, it would be consistent with how the series has gone because the fireworks was kind of like that. The confession on the rooftop in, during the student council or the the, uh, the culture festival was like that, so it would it would make sense to bring it back again, I think. Um, but I'm not saying I'm against uh, seeing it, him reach out to people and um, kind of having a, a a plan come together that way. Mm. I, I think that would be really great to see as well. Plus, I also kind of actually I kind of want him to work with Kaguya on this. So that goes into my next question, actually. This part of this is because I just saw season two, and in season two, you have the scene where they're both looking at the moon, um, mm. and the stars, and all that. Yeah. And they talk about the tale of of Kaguya, and 
there's that moment where he mentions that the person that Princess Kaguya loved, she gave an elixir, you know, to live forever elixir or whatever. Yeah, the instead immortality of taking elixir. Taking it, yeah. Instead of instead of taking it, he destroys it because like I I rather, you know, if I can't be with you, I I don't want to live forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of takes offense to that, or or he says I would I would have done everything everything in my power to get back to her. Yeah. Um, and so. I I guess my question is, do you think that's the kind of ending that Akasaka is going to be going for here, where you know there's something happens that takes takes it apart. Kaguya, you know, Arkaguya gives something to Miyuki, maybe not necessarily an elixir <laughs> of a god, so god, but just something um, that would assist him in some way, and then he takes that and does whatever means to get to her that would that would mean that they wouldn't really be working together per se but yeah i don't know what do you what do you think well i really want this well at least the planning of whatever is gonna happen i i would like for them to do that whole thing together so like assembling the alliance if if this is the route that the story is gonna take um (laughs) uh they that they would do that together and whether or not it's gonna succeed (laughs) <laughs> you know uh, whether or not that's going to succeed is uh, well not really important right now but I, at least I want like I feel like that that would be a process that I would like to see them do together and that I would like the story to depict in real time mm. maybe it's not going to succeed and if it doesn't and if we get to oh. a, a part in the story where Kaguya is taken away from Yuki then I could absolutely see what you're saying and in fact, I think that would be would be really cool and a really good callback to that chapter where they're, they're gazing at the stars mm-hmm. and the moon. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think we need a an item like the immortality elixir. That, oh yeah, like, that that's fair. Yeah, I guess I was just trying to make it fit. <laughs> right. I mean, there could be there could be something that that might be handy. Like there could absolutely be, but I don't think there necessarily needs to be something. Uh, all that it really takes is Miyuki's dedication to Kaguya and his uh well what he said in that chapter how he would go above and beyond to to be able to be with her again someday Mm. and so I think as long as there's that then hopefully we'll we will have a happy ending uh but I think there was also the thing that I mentioned I can't remember where when but it was one of the relatively recent uh volume discussions that we had on the series that that Akasaka had made a statement at some point where he had said that he hadn't made up in, up his mind if he would go with a tragic ending akin to the folktale or with a happy ending. Um, so with that in mind, it's hard to say, of course, but I'm really holding out hope for a happy ending. <laughs> but in Akasaka's afterward, mm-hmm. um, when he talks about the final story arc, he does mention that he hopes all their stories have a happy ending yes he does Which, he does <laughs> why would you say that unless you're kind of planning on it to go that way obviously yes his, his mindset is the characters do do it for him like you know like mm. the, the characters speak on their own he's not making them do anything yeah um but i i feel like he's going towards a happy ending in some way not that i not that i see the ending but... maybe he's just pulling our legs you know he might just be pulling our legs Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna trust that 
too much. Although I, I was happy <laughs> though to see that he had written that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what are your thoughts? I guess on that similar th- or that 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 same question, like the ending and all that. Oh, I, I, I guess bec- the reason why I bring it up is because I, I think it's a a possibility or like a, a pretty good one. Um, mm. Because, I think that that moment is just so. Uh, strong that that chapter and, and episode is just so strong in yeah. in Miyuki's convictions that and I I think I've brought it up a few times on the podcast it you know just the idea of him doing whatever it, he can to get back to her yeah yeah I just think that is a powerful message and a powerful way to end it all but there's nothing wrong with it not being that way it just Absolutely. For whatever reason, I I have a feeling it could it could go that way. But it makes me curious about Mikado's role because he is named after the emperor. The emperor yeah. was this character in the folktale who received the immortality elixir, but didn't mm. ultimately didn't uh, use it, and he ended up throwing it in, into the crater of Mount Fuji. Is Kagesama Love's work gonna mirror that in some sense? And if so, how? Like I I have a hard time imagining how because I can't really I don't know I I don't know. Good question. Plus, we also have kind of unresolved, impossible girls um, mm-hmm. in the story, kind of with, especially Koromo Shiranui, who has just barely been yeah. introduced. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's, you know, uh, well, Tsubame has had her arc, I feel like. that That's mm-hmm. been more than Yeah, we're resolved. good there, I think. Kobachi still should still have more stuff. I agree. Uh, and then, wait... There's one more, isn't there? Yeah, who was it? I can't remember. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Oh, oh, uh, Momo. Yeah, 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 Momo Ryuji. Ryuju. Uh, right, but yeah. Um, yes, her as well. So I wonder how much is the story actually going to delve into those characters and their connection to the folktale. Plus, there should technically be a fifth girl who we haven't even gotten a name for. Right. Since there were five different items in the folktale. So, yeah, yeah. Like, on, on all of those things with the Emperor and the impossible demands, I wonder how much the story is actually going to delve into that or if if it's going to more go its own route. I don't know. Yeah. Because there isn't, or there doesn't seem to be that much time left. No. Well, I kind of disagree. Because he says we're entering the last stage hmm. and that he's not sure how long the final arc would be. True. And throughout this whole afterward... It, he's making it seem like, not that it's going to be, you know, 22 volumes long, but that he's going to take the necessary time to touch on all these plot points that he's, um, or that his story has brought up True. over the years. Mm. And so I don't, I don't think that these five girls are going to uh, not get the proper treatment, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That That's a good point. Especially when you introduce Shiranui in just in the previous volume and that you know yeah like there's got to be a reason for it and Mm -hmm. in my opinion it's just it's just going to take a lot longer and just being in the final arc or final act doesn't mean it's going to end in three volumes you know for sure yeah yeah no i think that that, that's a really good point and i really hope you're right about this as well i mean look i could be wrong and you know (laughs) you know people who are upset with how the story is going right now maybe they're justified i don't know but i feel like (laughs) But I I was surprised to get this afterwards, and after reading it, I felt like okay, we're good. Like yeah, he's got a plan, and 
we'll just trust the process. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, clearly he has a plan, and honestly, I I haven't been disappointed or or let down or anything by no. Akasaka yet. Yeah. So I I trust in him. In Akasaka, we trust. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I can't wait for next volume. It'll, it'll be in uh, August, I think. We get volume twenty-three. Uh, <laughs> one last thing I'll say about the uh, what? What are they called? The uh, Impossible Tasks? Uh, impossible yeah. Task Girls? Right. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> uh, I think of of the ones that we mentioned besides um, Tsubame, who's basically done. I think Kobachi is the next one up. Like yeah, I, I I at least in terms of how much development and where they are, I think it just makes sense that she would be the the next one to touch to bring up. Mm. But I could be wrong. It could be Shiranui or something. Yeah, no, I think well, obviously we know Kobachi the best out of the uh, right. out of them. Uh, plus, well, assuming we're gonna have some Miko Ino focus soon. In regards to her feelings for you and the heart ah. being reclaimed soon, like like all, all that kind of stuff, oh my gosh. I, I I could see I could see Kobachi being also kind of tied into that. So yeah, yeah, definitely hopeful for that. Do you remember when I was talking about like Kobachi potentially having feelings for Ishigami? Yes, like you, and you, you bring up the whole heart thing with, with me with. Uh, Miko and Ishigami in the heart and the, their potential romance and then you know how Kobachi could come into it. I I just wonder if there is some sort of feeling that she's kind of put down mm-hmm. because of Miko. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, because what else could it be? Like, you know, like, what else is troubling Kobachi? I guess her beauty and her <laughs> her family status and, and whatnot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely not ruling that thought out either. I, I do enjoy that speculation. But it's yeah, it's hard to say. i excited for the next two volumes, especially since, well, the two volumes from now, we have Miko, you know, on the cover. <laughs> but hey, yeah, been great to talk about Kagusama again. Always is. It's like a big event kind of these days when they're so kind of few and far between the Kagusama discussions. I feel like I need to, like, reread the series every time I get to read a kage volume <laughs> honestly that might actually be a good idea <laughs> i don't have the uh, time to read 22 volumes you know i mean in in three or four months we probably would have uh, that time <laughs> uh, so are we changing our our uh, podcast theme to just kaguya is that, is that uh, it? Is it? <laughs> okay fair <laughs> that's true we already read a volume a week <laughs> that's yeah i almost forgot um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I can't hang out. I I got Kage homework. <laughs> I gotta write a paper on Chika and why I think she's best girl despite you know not having much development. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's I hard. would love to read that that paper. I imagine it would take. Oh really? Oh. It, it would take a lot of effort. I imagine. Hunt <laughs> hundred page thesis. Let's go. <laughs> yes, give it to me. <laughs> well, on that note, that is probably all for this week, right? Yeah, that's it cool then if you enjoy our content you can follow us on twitter at umami manga and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel umami manga on youtube if you like this episode please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about volume 23 bye bye see you later
You almost went to New York. Ha. I almost did. I really almost did. That was crazy <laughs> for for like that day. It was like, oh my God. My God. Yeah, that was a crazy day. In a way, I was kind of glad that I eventually found out that my passport had expired because <laughs> that just yeah. took all that stress away <laughs> and it saves me money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 